Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we'll be covering different stories on this topic. And today we want to discuss how breast cancer impacts the transgender community, because approximately 1.4 million U.S. adults identify as transgender today, double the number uh, than a decade ago. And while it's still not clear how gender-affirming treatments like hormones or surgery might impact breast health. Most doctors agree that transgender people have unique screening needs. And so joining us right now is Dr. Scott, the executive director of the National LGBT Cancer Network. Thanks for being here for this. Yeah, great to be here. I'm glad you're bringing awareness to the issue. Yes, it's so important. So how are mammograms um, and this entire um, thing, you know, looked at differently for the trans community? Well, first of all, most breast cancer screenings are conducted in what we kind of think of as the mama van sometimes, which usually are huge pink vans going through the city. If you're a trans guy and need to get a mammogram, that's not the place where you want to be seen or want to walk into. If you think about even uh, site-based facilities for mammograms are often very, very female focused. And the pinking of the issue of breast cancer is all over the place. So if you're a trans guy and need to get one of those, it's just not going to be welcoming. But not even counting that, trans women as well also need to get screened for breast cancer. And a lot of trans women don't even realize that themselves and the providers that take care of them don't either. And that's the shocking thing, right? Because none of the actual websites include the term transgender, making it even possible for people to even go on Google and search. How are we changing that? How are people like yourself working towards making sure that's possible? Oh, we get a major hustle on with training as many cancer centers as we can, oncologists. Um, We trained at the biggest oncology association just earlier this year. We are all over the place trying to do trainings. At the same time, we're also working with state programs because a lot of these things are actually funded by the state. So um, there are these kind of federally funded programs. And a lot of them, you know, again, focus on women's cancer screening. So we've had some good success. Um, I believe it was uh, Vermont and Maine recently rebranded their programs so they didn't say women, but they said and said, if you need breast cancer screening, you, whoever you are, so that they could be more trans welcoming. Or sometimes they're actually putting out specific trans uh, focused flyers and media, social media. It's so cheap to do that these days. There's really no excuse for anybody not to be able to make it part of a good public health program. Yeah, I think that's so important. Uh, And do you think the trans community, or you obviously know this, are they at a higher or lower risk of breast cancer? Yeah. So first of all, I am in the trans community. I'm a trans guy. Um, And there's too little information, uh, too little data collected on us in the first place for us to give you good information about that. Hmm. What we do know is that we have problems with not getting screening as often. Um, I was just actually looking at the study right before this, that they did in a clinic 
it was a trans welcoming clinic even, but they looked at how their trans screening rates differed than their cis screening rates. And for breast cancer, 70%, we were 70% less likely to get screened for breast cancer. So if we're not screened for it, that means by the time you find it, it is farther down the road and we're more likely, unfortunately, to have real complications as a result of that. Mm -hmm. So we know that there's lower screening rates. We also know that we have a history of medical providers not being welcoming, which means that we are more likely to avoid care. Put all those things together with the fact that also we have much higher tobacco use rates. And once we get the data, I'm going to tell you this, it's impossible for the news to be good. Mm, Again, you're hearing from Dr. Scout, the executive director of the National LGBT Cancer Network, as we talk about how uh, trans patients deal with breast cancer. And of course, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. You know, and the crazy thing while you're talking, I keep thinking about even how disproportionately, you know, trans people of color are probably, you know, affected by this, Um, especially when these screen guidelines generally just focus on cisgender women. And to be honest, that's probably just being focused on a a group of white women, not even women of color. (laughs) So how is that being brought to the forefront? How are are people having those conversations as well? Yeah, we absolutely know that once you talk about being trans in the first place, then if you're also experiencing multiple identities that all experience discrimination, you're less likely to be medically stable. You're less likely to have that health insurance you need. You're less likely to have access to the doctor of your choice that may be the one trans welcoming doctor in town, right? So you add all those factors together and it absolutely is going to be a bigger burden on all the trans people of color. And of course, I think it's kind of hard these days not to know that trans women of color and black trans women specifically are probably the most discriminated population I can think of, maybe in the world, no less. So this is part of that as well. It's something where they do a pretty good job in a lot of these federal programs of outreaching to a broad swath of the population. But again, if trans isn't included, then it's going to be those trans women of color, particularly that, you know, have the biggest challenge trying to get the care they need. That's really unfortunate. What resources are out there right now? If someone is listening, who's in the trans community or who has a friend or family member and they want, you know, they need support in terms of uh, breast cancer awareness and just checkups. Um, Well, you can absolutely go to our website, cancer-network.org the National LGBT Cancer Network. And also, if you're interested in getting providers trained, we provide provider training for this kind of stuff. Um, But other than that, I really would kind of just say it's important for us to remember, especially as trans guys, even if so many of us have had top surgery, you still need to get screened for breast cancer because top surgery doesn't take away all the tissue that could get cancer. Mm. So we kind of need to spread the word amongst ourselves. And I think- Is there an age? Is there an age where people should start going? Yeah, you know, there's a you're supposed to get screenings for breast cancer from from young life onward. Okay. You don't get mammograms till like 50 or something like that, but you should get screenings from all the way up through the age range. And also, a weird fact about this: while we don't have a lot of data, one of the things we see is when trans women get breast cancer, it's often younger and faster, more virulent. Mm. I don't know why yet, because we need to do more research. But so that's a scary fact. All right. Well, Dr. Scott, thanks again for being with us today for this very important topic. Absolutely. Thank you. Dr. Scout is the executive director of the National LGBT Cancer Network. Now coming up, AOC was on Twitch, gaming and talking about healthcare. So is this the future of politics? We discuss that next in two minutes.